0: Welcome to Bellwether. Thank you for joining this week. We have an interview this week and I did it a little differently. We did it, you know, sometimes I'll do these LinkedIn lives and we did a live interview with with Anna Downs to talk about video and marketing. Anna Downs is the CEO and co-founder of Video Sherpa. It's a company based out in West Galway in Ireland. And they're expanding into the U.S. and they're doing some pretty great things. But I'm going to share the interview in a minute, but I want to frame it up in a certain type of way because there are a few components from a a business perspective that are things to think about. And it goes beyond business, right? As we look at the new economy and the way that things are going in the world, the way the world is going. And it's especially, while it's especially relevant for the entrepreneurs who listen and all of you good marketing people who listen, there's potential beyond just this business aspect. So, we think about our communities going online. And some of my previous podcasts we talked about, especially around St. Patrick's Day, how the Irish people, Irish community came together to celebrate St. Patrick's Day across borders. Nothing was really open for parades and everything else. And then we had a conversation with a tweeting goddess about how you, you that's right, we had a goddess. <laughs> We've, it's amazing. This week I had a Sherpa. A few weeks ago I had a goddess I'm creating this amazing team to get me to wherever it is I'm going to go. I don't know, I don't know where that is, but, uh, but Samantha Kelly, the tweeting goddess, told us the importance of building your online community. And our community isn't necessarily geographically set anymore. And video plays a major part of that. And so while my conversation with Anna downs, CEO of of, of Video Sherpa is really on, how to utilize video in the right way so it's not so expensive, it's not so difficult, it doesn't take up so much time. When I talk to most entrepreneurs, when you're sitting there thinking about all the things you have to do to build your business from an administrative standpoint, you have to go get clients, you have to serve the clients, you have to create a product, you have to do all of these things. And marketing is just one component because nobody knows who the hell you are and just putting out tweets isn't enough you have to put out videos as well and and video has now become table stakes for these entrepreneurs but how do you do it in the most time efficient manner and for most entrepreneurs who are on shoestring budgets having an agency do all of this video work is just it's just cost prohibitive and and so when you take a look at you know from my time back in public relations and marketing the amount of money that was spent on video and bringing in these agencies is mind boggling and with our phones, and, and Anna talks about it on the interview, our phones are phenomenal cameras. We don't need all this crazy equipment. What we need are a few little detailed things like good lighting and and stop shaking the camera and all that. But then you can use you know one video like 15 different times if you know how to do that. And you need a platform to do that. And that's what we have to do to engage in our community. When I think about community and social relationships, normally in person, you know, you have... You have in person and when we go we've got all this zoom crap now and everything else but there is a video aspect where people get pick up those components of who you actually are we buy from people we like and we connect with people we like and we want to follow people we we like and this goes beyond just that that instagram reality kind of horseshit that exists where everybody's happy in their pristine kitchens and uh everybody has their you know perfect children lined up wearing matching outfits and uh, they're all at the beach apparently everyone has a beach house uh, and everyone has this super amazing kitchen with uh, like four countertops that are dedicated to just you know chopping chopping fresh vegetables <laughs> um, it's not reality and it's ridiculous and and I, I feel like there's gonna be a bit of whiplash and this is this is kind of the the mental block that people have with social media is that a lot of it is bogus and there's a market for authentic, good video. And that's what really struck out for me and why I had Anna on on the podcast is she talked about the need for authenticity. And that's where this is from. You can make a video. You can do this. You can put it out on your, you put it on Instagram. You can put it on Twitter. You can put it on whatever you want to put it on. Um, but it doesn't have to be intense. It doesn't have to be expensive. And it doesn't have to be a massive time suck. So uh, we can smell BS from a mile away. And it's very difficult to create good video that isn't full of BS. And, and look, there are people who eat it up. There are people who think that, you know, because someone's, you know, taking a picture next to a Ferrari, they're successful. Um, or, or you've got these markets now of people with their taking pictures in, in, fake, uh, in fake private jets, right? They're paying $1,000 to take a bunch of photos there for an hour. And it's bananas. It's depressing. But there are a lot of people who are putting out good video, and this is one way to do that. So, uh, you know, I'm not really one to promote other businesses on this because it's, you know, it becomes almost like a marketing platform. But there are good businesses doing good things, and I think Video Sharp is one of them. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you that interview after here. And I, she's got just beyond the Video Sharp stuff. She's got great perspectives on, on your clients or your community. And you have to engage in them in a new way. And it's my view that video is table stakes, period. You just have to do it. And you're going to be left behind if you're not doing that and engaging in people in the right way. Now, there are so many people doing video that to differentiate yourself is a little difficult she talks a little bit about that as well because you know you scroll through and nobody's watching the videos i just go through how do you make a good video and and what makes it worth it and and understanding your audience and and trying to reach out to the right type of people a lot of good stuff in here from a marketing perspective a small business perspective an entrepreneurial perspective and as you think about your larger business and your teams And I'm thinking, you know, I'm talking to you clients with, you know, multi-billion dollar clients and you've got divisions who are focused on, you know, as a marketing component to your business, how much are you spending on these agencies to come in and do it where you might be able to just have one person on your team dedicated to this a few hours a week, and you might be able to get a lot of leverage, a lot of ROI out of whatever marketing you're looking to do. So with that said, I'm gonna bring up so thank you for listening. As always, thank you for listening. There's more on BellwetherHub.com. Uh, I would love to talk to you about your solutions um, and what you need and what you need to get your, you know, the time thing is is crazy. It's so big and I get it. So uh, reach out to me, bellwetherhub.com, and I'm happy to talk to you. And I'm going to jump over now to the interview. We had a few technical glitches, you know, that it happens when it's live. So bear with us. Uh, but the content is phenomenal and is phenomenal. And check out VideoSherpa. Uh, it's VideoSherpa.com, I think. Uh, they're worth it. So that's good. Enjoy. Make good videos. Send them to me. I'll retweet them and do whatever. And uh, with that, have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening. All right, we're doing this again. We are live with Anna Downs on Bellwether Hub. Thank you for joining. We had some technical difficulties before, but we are back and uh, everything's going to be fantastic. Anna, is here to talk to us about video and marketing. We're going to talk about the future of video and marketing because this is really important, especially for the clients that I have and the people who listen to the podcast. From an entrepreneurial perspective, everybody wants to know, you know, video is table stakes. We have to do video with with everything that we're doing, whether from any type of marketing aspect or, or anything else. But a lot of the marketing agencies I work with or marketing departments within companies use agencies and they're looking for better solutions or at least something that could showcase the ROI in a a better way. So now that I know audio is working for both of us, I'd like to very happily introduce Anna Downs, CEO and co-founder of Video Sherpa. She's going to talk to us today about how to actually differentiate with video, how to use video, and where the future of all this video and marketing and all that good stuff is going to go. This is going to be a valuable, valuable little conversation. So Anna, welcome. Please tell us about you and what you do and all that good stuff.
1: Great. Thanks a million for having me, Jim. So yes, uh, greetings from a very wet uh, West of Ireland um, evening time for me here. So, yeah, I am the co founder of Video Sherpa, and Video Sherpa was born from a very simple idea. Our background is in communications and video production. So, we would have been one of those agencies that you hire to come in and work with your team to create some video content, either for sales purposes, training, uh, marketing, whatever the case may be. And going back, you know, I'm going back now five or six years, we could see that the trends were for companies needing ever more video content all the time. You know, people, it was starting to move away from, I need a video on my website to, I need a video for this, we're having an event, I want some video training. And it was starting to ramp up. And yet people's budgets weren't able to stretch to having somebody come in and create that content for them. So there was a disconnect between the need for content especially as the number of social channels started to grow and people needed to have different content on different channels or for different audiences. Um, And yet they couldn't afford it. They couldn't afford to make as much as they wanted. And that's where we sit, we sit there in the middle. So we kind of took our knowledge and our expertise around making video and making effective video communications and translated that into a very, very user-friendly platform that anyone can use. And it, it really holds their hand. It takes them step by step through the process of actually filming their own original content, easily putting it together with branding and music and voiceover and so on, and then getting it out there as quickly and as effortlessly as possible.
0: Because it's, a big, it's a big project. It is. Video is big, right? There's the pressure of making good video, and then you have to have somebody edit it, and it's extremely expensive, like you said and people don't have the money for for all of that, but you have to have video everywhere. So where do you begin? I mean, do you just start by just creating any kind of video and putting it out? Where would you kind of start that conversation?
1: So um, I would say you begin with your audience. You begin with who are you trying to reach? Who are you trying to reach? What are you trying to tell them? And where do they live? Where do they consume content? So that's where you start. There's absolutely no point putting loads of time and resources into creating video that no one's going to watch and i think that's where a lot of the frustration comes in because people kind of feel like you said oh we need video and we need video for you know our twitter feed and we need video for our website and we need something else for instagram and linkedin and da da and they get into this panic of production whereas they need to kind of get out of their own way and just focus on the message and the audience so first of all i would say like in anything we do with sales and marketing, we need to segment our audience Mm -hmm. because video is most effective when the message is incredibly direct at a specific audience group. And our experience is that creating smaller pieces of video content that have very targeted audiences and and a very small number of messages, that's much more effective than trying to create these sort of catch-all promo videos where you're trying to speak to everybody. And as we know, a lot of the time that falls flat in its face and you end up not really resonating with anyone in particular. People are kind of struggling to find themselves in your in your message. So creating a series of short form videos, each one targeted directly at a particular segment of your overall audience, that's much more effective. It's actually much so, easier for you to do as well.
0: So a lot of the work before video... And I, the reason I'm asking these questions is because there's so much bad video out there and that's purely my judgmental kind of view where, you know, people just aren't, I'm just scrolling through because I know it's not going to be a good video. I feel like the preparation aspect, like most marketing, most communications, the preparation aspect really isn't there for most people when they, you know, they, they don't really segment. They say, Who, who's your audience? Oh, I can, I can work for anybody or I can communicate to anybody and. How much work, you know, how do you segment for video and how do you think about the way that people will consume it based on your individual audiences? Can you give some kind of uh, overview on just kind of segment, just from a segmentation perspective, we won't get into like crazy stuff, but segmenting for video sounds like it might be a little different than just regular marketing segment, segmentation. What do you think about that?
1: You know, I don't really think it is. I think people get hung up on video as being this kind of very alien other big task and big thing. And really, if, you know, like every piece of marketing, it needs to start with, well, who do I want to speak to? Um, Because video is considered hard, People kind of feel, well, I need to make a video that's going to speak to loads of people because, you know, it's going to take me a lot of time. It's going to cost me money. So therefore, it's got to work for everything. But actually, you wouldn't write a blog post that was so generic that you hoped it would speak to everybody. Um, So why would you write, why would you create a video that was equally generic and, and too broad based? You know, it's much better to do something that's short that has three to five key messages aimed at a very specific niche audience. What you can do then in terms of being clever about the resources and the time and the effort that you're putting into it is by planning out, let's say you wanna create five different videos for five of your key target segments. Well, you're gonna be able to repurpose an awful lot of your content. You're gonna be able to reuse a lot of the same footage in those videos, but each one has been crafted with a particular audience with very specific messaging in mind and a specific call to action. And the language that you're using is gonna resonate very directly with those people. So I think it really does, um, in the same way that you you wouldn't create sort of a, a Facebook ad campaign that was trying to target like doctors and lawyers and school teachers and high school students all in the one ad it just wouldn't work for anybody and i think we just have to take the same approach with our videos but it's about kind of trying to step get out of our own way because there's this perception that it's so hard and because it's hard you need to make it work really really hard for you and it has to try and reach everybody and that's just not going to work so much better off to kind of break it down
0: i think that's a good um it's a good point on just the reusing of video, but catering it to specific. I mean, that that's how your ROI gets stretched a little bit. Just one simple video can be used 50 different ways. Um, let's talk about the effort versus return on video. Since everyone's doing video, since everyone from an organization to an entrepreneur to, you know, crazy people like me are just putting out videos all of the time, to repurpose and the amount of effort that comes into it. How do you make it more easy and how do you raise that return and how do you measure return on a video?
1: Okay. About four questions in one there, Jim. <laughs> I, oh,
0: I've got a bunch and I'll just let you just talk. That's great.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. So first things first. Um, I'm a big believer in, in kind of planning your, your strategy for maybe three months to six months ahead. And when you do that and you decide, okay, I want to make a video... Um, you know, for for these five different audiences. I know this segment, they love LinkedIn. I'm gonna share that one on LinkedIn. So I I can maybe make that one a slightly longer. Whereas this audience, they're Instagrammers all the way. I need to keep it nice and short. Um, But what you're doing is you're able to kind of say, okay, what footage do I need? What is the actual visual material I'm going to film? and be able to use? And how much of it can I actually use on multiple videos? And you'll find a lot of the time that you can reuse a huge percentage of of the same content, but you're putting it together maybe with a different piece to camera, with different text overlays, with different calls to action. And you can have a very different look and a feel just by changing up your your branding your captions your uh, font size and color it can have a completely different feel the music is really really important in terms of how your audience is going to perceive your videos but the actual footage that you're using most of the time you can reuse your footage 20 different ways no problem at all because in the end of the day your business is the same business so you know if i if i'm a let's say i've got a chain of hotels um, and I'm trying to reach the, you know, the, the wedding market. I'm trying to reach maybe families who are looking for, you know, staycation apps. I'm trying to reach the corporate services market for events, booking meeting rooms and so on. Obviously, the message to each of those subsections of my audience is very, very specific and very different. But I'm going to be able to use a lot of the hotel footage over and over again and just in different ways, put together in different ways. So in order to help you do that you need to have control of your own content this is a critical issue for people and when you're outsourcing your video production all the time you don't have access to the actual footage so you might you might hire someone to make some videos and you're going to say okay look we're going to we're going to spend a day filming and then i want you to be able to put those videos together in different ways and these are the five or six videos that we're going to prioritize for the next few months um but we're able going to be able to reuse all of this kind of common footage like the foyer the exteriors if we get some drone footage you know the common restaurant food what are the things that are common to all of those videos if you don't have access to that content to be able to repurpose it yourself then you're going to constantly be spending more and more money to get it shot over and over and over again and it's wasting time it's wasting everybody's time Whereas if you have access to that content, and if you have a digital asset manager where you can save it and easily bring it back into new videos, easily repurpose it, um, then that is going to save you a whole heap of time: time filming, time editing, um, time trying to find the footage from. Do you remember that stuff we shot six months ago? Where is it? Who's got it? You know, that is just such an, um, you know, just a, a poorly managed resource. Whereas that video footage is such valuable content for you as an organization. So having control of it, managing it and being able to easily repurpose it is going to make your life so much easier. It becomes your own like private stock library, really.
0: I imagine Video Sherpa has all of the utility that you just spoke about, but <laughs> of when of course, of course, uh, so it sounds like you could just eliminate the agency. If you were to hire one, you know, person just to focus on video, depending on the scale of your operation, or just the entrepreneur who just says, you know what, every Friday for two hours, I'm just going to go back, look over old stuff and repurpose it for the next week. You have this kind of capability where you've just created a platform for people to utilize so that video is constantly coming out. Do you have a cadence of what people should do? I know you said you plan three to six months in advance, how much video is too much video? Should you be doing quarterly? Does it depend on the situation? I guess it always does. How much is too much video and how much can you really repurpose?
1: How much can you repurpose is an enormous amount. It really, really is, I think. But but you have to do your planning in advance so that you are able to kind of forecast, okay, okay. Um, all of this footage I'm gonna be able to reuse again. These three or four things, there may be one off use cases and and we're gonna to have to shoot some new stuff. And then it, it, again, it can be kind of seasonal depending on your business. Um, it can be around events, which again can have a shorter lifespan than some kind of evergreen content. So it really does vary a lot. What I would say is, um, there's multiple different ways of working it. So some people like to have, if you like hero video, which is like the 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 center of the wheel. And then they have all this hub content, which is like the spokes and the exterior. So your hero video might be, you know, a really super glossy professional promo that might sit on the, you know, the top banner of your website. And you want that, you know, it's the first thing someone's going to see. It's going to sit there maybe for quite a long time and you're going to invest and get an agency to create that with you. Absolutely fine but the the more regular content that you want to share and the stuff that is going to provide you with fresh and conversation starters and this is really important I'll get back to this in a sec but that kind of content you need to be able to create easily quickly um, and to be able to respond to opportunities and moments as they arise so You know, I said a while ago, we've moved away from this idea of, oh, I need a video. Um, And now video is just a a communication tool. It's not just a little tick, oh, I've that done, and I don't need to think about it anymore. most effective way that you can cut through the noise and reach your potential audience. And the thing is, your audience is doing their research online way before you ever hear of them or they ever actually pick up the phone or send you an email or sign up so you have to have what I like to call digital breadcrumbs to be for them to find for you to be discovered and then to sort of pull them down through the funnel so that there is information that is valuable that is interesting that is going to engage them and actually bring them step by step so that they are convinced actually, yeah, I wanna work with these guys, I like what they do, I like what they're offering, I want to know more. And they will actually then book a demo or pick up the phone and call you or you know, attend your event or whatever the case may be. So video becomes this really, really hardworking tool because it's, it's selling your business 24 seven. And because you're yeah. able to repurpose it and put it everywhere, it's so much more valuable to you than writing a blog which is kind of you know passive and it's it's just sitting there you know your your single video on your website once someone's seen it they've seen it and it's gone so you might you might use an agency to create that to give you the confidence that it looks really really smooth professional and I'm going to get months or maybe even a year or two out of it before I need to update it but it's the regular fresh communications it's the customer testimonials it's the case study videos it's responding to something in the news that affects your industry or it's the kind of sharing information advice showing the expertise of your team all of those kind of videos you want to be able to create yourself control it repurpose it and to do it in a way that you're proud of it, that it's still a high quality and it doesn't look, as you said, there's so much bad stuff out there. I mean, there's still no excuse for bad video. I'm not, there's no excuse for bad video. There's just no no excuse.
0: (laughs) But that's, so I like your, your breadcrumb analogy and creating the library. I mean, the library has to start now because if you want a library in a year, You need to be releasing it over a year and you need to build it up over time. And so there are different aspects. When we talked a little bit before about proper preparation for a a video, Mm -hmm. there's a technical aspect to good video, which I feel like is available now if you know where to look. And then there's like a content creative side to making good video. How do you balance the two and what are your thoughts on that?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're dead right. I think there are two very different things going on there. So from a technical point of view, um, you know, the mobile phone in your hand in your pocket in your handbag has an amazing camera on it nine times out of 10 the cameras in smartphones these days are amazing. So you've got a tool straight away, you don't need to go and invest in major equipment or anything like that. There are so many cheap or free training programs available, even just YouTube. Spend, you know, spend two hours one evening on YouTube looking at some of the great video tutorials that are up there. It's very simple things that can make your videos look more professional. Um, And they are light, light and sound are the two key things. So if your video is too dark, it's rubbish. If I can't hear what you're saying, it's pointless. So getting those two things right alone will make your video much more watchable. They're very easy to get right. They're very easy to mm-hmm. get wrong. It's true, but you don't need expensive lighting setups and studio, you know, equipment in order to get it right. You need, you need good natural lighting. Um, you need to be cognizant of your setup. So you know what's behind you. Where what's your location? If you're outdoors. Is there wind? Is there dogs barking? Is there traffic? Do you need a little clip-on mic? There are very, very simple and easy things you can do to improve the technical quality of what you're doing. Stabilize your footage. Filmmaking 101: Stabilize your camera. You know, you can you can buy a handheld stabilizer or a tripod for you know, really, really. We're talking a small cheap. here, cheap, cheap. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. Um, there's even loads of YouTube videos on how to make a homemade stabilizer, just hacks using coffee cups and toilet roll holders and all sorts of things. So there's no excuse for shaky, wobbly footage, audio that I can't hear in a dark room. I mean, you know, I'm unforgiving. Forget about it. Um, but the second point then, how do you actually put a video together? How do you structure your content to make it interesting? Um, and yeah. There, there is, a, there is a skill to that there is there is a learning curve for people absolutely. Again YouTube and, and watching online videos are actually with a critical eye with an analytical eye that is your first port of call almost. Watch videos that you like and actually take a step back watch it two or three times and then take a step back and go okay, what did they do there? What did they do? how long was it? how quick how many messages did they include? What did I start to see here? Like, was there loads of text on the screen at the start? Or did they start with a really arresting visual shot? And then they lead me into the story and storytelling. I mean, I am I'm like a broken record talking about storytelling and authenticity. And, really, you know, this is why people shouldn't be so afraid of video. I think there is this perception that they need to create this really glossy corporate promo type videos. And actually, nobody likes those. Nobody engages with them. They're so boring and dry. I want to hear, you know, if, if you have, let's say you have a car dealership and, you know, well, what's the story there? Like, who set it up? How long have you been going? What are the highs and lows of your business? I don't need to see a deal of the day. I want to know, well, what's the aftercare service like? Or, you know, um, for first-time buyers, what, what, kind of, what kind of car should I be looking for? Or what kind of... Um, car home repairs or a car maintenance that I can do myself like share advice share your story share knowledge rather than trying to do a hard sell that's way more engaging
0: so this, so the next phase of this, because I've got like seven questions coming into my mind about authenticity, how to, uh, how to actually differentiate. It's, it's almost impossible to differentiate, but I feel like the authenticity aspect is going to be a part of it, but it also aligns with the future. So we got this question as the digital world continues to evolve. What recommendations do you have for businesses who are looking to remain at the forefront of their industry, and what do you envision is the next step in the evolution of digital communication? And I feel like this kind of follows what you just talked about, but what are your thoughts on on that? Mm.
1: There is no doubt about it that as the you know digital evolution, as you as you put it, is is continuing to, to grow at pace. So now more than half of all internet uh, traffic is done on mobile 78% of all mobile content that's digested is video so if you are reluctant to engage with video you are excluding yourself from the conversation there's no doubt about it and this is true whether you are you're trying to target c suite executives millennials you know the you know the, any any audience now we are all gravitating we're online on our mobiles and we're watching video content and that is only continuing to gain ground so if you're nervous about video if you're kind of slow to engage with it because you feel it has to either be perfect or it's it's not happening um you are going to get left behind there is no doubt about it so first of all i think be brave and Sometimes it it requires a bit more bravery to be authentic than it does to be kind of glossy and corporate. I think actually people need to take a step and say, I'm just going to put myself out there, you know, um, warts and all. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to talk about my business genuinely, not, oh, my God, it's so amazing. Everything is perfect. We're, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like something happens in the news. You know, for example, things are reopening. Um, And we see loads of hotels in the last couple of weeks, you know, producing these videos that are, you know, yay, it's great to be open again. And some of them, some of them are fine, you know, but the ones that have actually resonated to me are the ones that talk about how much they have missed their guests, really looked forward to this. And you sense that passion that comes across from, um, and when you get that, that's gold because I can then identify with that person. They have they've, you know, engaged me and and made a difference to me and I see passion and I see care. Um and that is so much more effective than a kind of a formal dry we will be reopened on such and such a date. We uh, you know it's about the personality of the team and the organization shine through. And sometimes I feel
0: like life. everyone's their, their BS meter goes up. And I think with video, with the authenticity and actually seeing people, the Instagram reality, which isn't really reality. And then the very corporate, we don't like being sold to, uh, because we're being sold to everywhere. Is that really the differentiator for your business going forward? Is that just show the human side of your business in order to connect with people? Is that ultimately the real value of, of video?
1: hi. Can you hear me? There we go. We're
0: back. Ooh, that oh, that was quick and okay. easy. That's what we should have done the last time. Perfect.
1: <laughs> they all turn it off, turn it back on again.
0: Very good. Yeah, um. So Check your So the, uh, the differentiator then and staying at the forefront. So it's not necessarily being at the forefront of your industry. It's about keeping pace with your industry. And that's where like video is just going to help you keep pace. And then good video, authentic video will help keep you at the forefront of your industry. Is that really where, uh, your mindset is for, for the future of video and and what to focus on going forward? Oh, we lost her. Hi.
1: Hi. I don't know what's happening. Can you hear me? Uh, Pop out again. It's the,
0: it's the nasty weather in West Galway. That's, uh, disrupting the internet, I think. Let's see, here we go, you're back.
1: Okay, can you hear me?
0: I can hear you now, beautiful.
1: I think what's what's really, um, where video is so strong and, and where people can really leverage it to their own advantage, is by being authentic and showcasing what they're actually all about, what they care about, what they know, their knowledge, their expertise, and sharing that on camera, because that is distinctive. You know, I mean, the first thing you need to do is you need to be found, you need to be discovered. So if you don't have content out there, the search engines aren't going to pull it up in front of people who are doing searches. So the first thing you do is you have content so you can be discovered and then you have content that is distinctive. And I don't mean it's all bells and whistles. I mean, you're sharing what's distinctive and unique and special um, and important about your business. And that's where you stand out because nobody, no other business is just like yours. So if you're trying to be glossy and corporate and pro, you know, all that kind of stuff that looks just like every other video um, and every other website and every other, like, forget about it. I can't distinguish you from everybody else. Whereas being authentic and showcasing the people on the team, their love, their knowledge, their expertise, their backstory, what's the corporate culture like, that's unique to you. So if you can do that, if you can be brave enough to sort of say, we're going to put that out there and share that with the world, then straight away, you are differentiating yourself and you're giving someone a reason to spend their money with you and not somebody else down the street.
0: Love it. Don't spend the money down the street. No. No. Why do that? (laughs) (laughs) So personality and heartfelt. That's the name of the game uh, in order to, to be it. So that's what's next for social media and video. What's next for Video Sherpa? So we've talked about the industry. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about you folks and and yeah. what's next for you.
1: So what's next for us is spreading our wings across the Atlantic. So we're actually going to be um, we we have an office space that we're going to be coming to Chicago uh, from this summer. We're going to be based in twenty one twelve, which is a it's a kind of co working space and accelerator in Chicago specifically for kind of the creative industries and media tech companies. So that's really exciting. Um, I've been to Chicago before and loved it. So I can't wait to get back over there. Um, So yeah, we we currently sort of have clients in lots of different industries. We work with SMEs, we work with higher education, we work with the hotel and tourism destinations. We work with manufacturing companies who produce training content for their staff and for international um, staff. So, you know, I, I I run the risk of falling into that. Oh yeah, I'll create a video and sell it to everybody. And of course, I mean, I have to swallow my own medicine, and that does not work. And I know it doesn't work, because you know we've we've fallen foul of our own um, of that from time to time. So for us, it's really about trying to, I suppose. Listen to our customers, understand exactly what they need from us. How can we better help them? So with Video Sharpa, it's not just software. You know, we provide the training and we provide training for every new client that signs up so that they do feel confident about not just using it, but actually what kind of videos are going to work for them, how to create those videos easily, you know, and we we do brainstorming, we kind of do some ideation around content and help them to plan. Um and I, I really believe in that. I really feel that you need to kind of, and that's video Sherpa we, you know, we're here to help people. Um, it's such a fantastic communication tool, and we're just trying to help people to get out of their own way and get over their initial nerves and, and maybe fears around it and actually get them using it and get it working for them as quickly as possible.
0: That's great. And I love the application of it is we've talked a lot about selling to people and reusing the content to sell, but from a training perspective and communicating to the people in your organization, there's a lot that could be reused that way too. So the application is is pretty big. And even from a coaching perspective, I know we get uh, a lot of coaches who listen to this. Um, There's a lot for clients as well. So that's, that's fantastic. Um, I always end, and I didn't ask you this in the private part of the studio uh, to make a book recommendation. And I don't know if you're ready to make a book recommendation, but do you have a book recommendation for everybody? I'm a big reader. Mm. What book, something you've read or anything that you think would be good for everybody?
1: Well, I'm, I'm reading one at the moment that I'm really enjoying. Caveat, I haven't finished it. So unless it gets really bad towards the end, but <laughs> um, so far, so good. It's called The Storyteller's Secrets. Um, it's by Carmen Gallo or Carmine, maybe Gallo. Mm-hmm. Um, and i'm just fascinated with communications on every front i actually like personally as well as the video sharper business i i teach communication skills i teach presenting skills um i do a lot of work with kind of social innovation companies helping them to to get used to presenting and i just feel you know being able to to tell a story being able to talk to people being able to craft a message that's going to cut through the noise uh it's it's a really important thing and we all have to keep working on it there's there's no sort of, oh, I know how to do it now. There's always something else that you can learn. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying that book at the moment.
0: All right, Storyteller Secrets. I'm going to read it. And Caveat, too. Why not? I'll read them both. It's very <laughs> good. Well, Anna, thank you so much. For those looking for more info on Video Sherpa, Here's the website, videosherpa.com. If you're in Chicago, go knock on their door when they're over there. Um, uh, once they open that up and the world, reopens, if you're in Galway, I know some of the people who were sending in messages are in Galway. So, uh, go knock on their door as well. And, um, you're going to have a whole run of people maybe who knows. Uh, but Anna, thank you so much. This is fantastic. The future of video video is the future. And, uh, I feel like we're going to look back in this in 10 years and just kind of laugh that we're just talking about video. Now it's going to be pretty much everywhere. So, uh, thank you so much for your expertise and, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. And as always get more, uh, podcasts, bellwether hub podcasts on BellweatherHub.com. And I look forward to talking to everyone soon. Anna, thank you so much.
1: No problem. My pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellweatherhub.com where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.